2: Like February was when I first started seeing him. He has been investigated for a number of of different crimes, misdemeanors, etc.
0: Bang out the machete, boom in her face, and grip her up by the neck.
2: I'd scroll another video of Andrew
3: Tate, and scroll another video, scroll another video. All the roads you see, all the buildings you see, everything around you, men built. All of it.
4: It's scary that it's become so normalised. Definitely with the rise of violence against women.
0: No, you stay in the house. You don't go nowhere.
1: That's a guy called Andrew Tate. He's a general purpose misogynist and a celebrity who's been knocking around for a while. But earlier this year, he exploded to social media prominence in a big way. All the teachers and school children we've spoken to said the same thing. Suddenly, Andrew Tate was everywhere, including in schools. This summer, if you're between the ages of 11 and 18, you will have almost certainly been fed Andrew Tate's content. In August, he was banned by Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. But it was already too late. Secondary accounts still spread his videos widely. On TikTok, the most popular social media app among school kids, Videos featuring his name have been viewed more than 13 billion times. That's billion with a B. This week on the slow newscast from Tortoise. Toxic, the making of Andrew Tate. The story of a man who got into everyone's lives and still has colossal ideological power, despite having been banned by all major platforms. How did this happen? How did someone this gross and this niche get to be such a ginormous presence? And what questions does it raise about the algorithms that rule our lives?
4: Hello, my name is Arthur. Uh, Yeah.
3: Um, My name is Emilio. And how old are you guys? Uh, We're both 12. Yes, we're both 12. When
1: did you first come across Andrew Tate and, and sort I of came how? across
3: him quite like in the early stages of his kind of kind of uprising. Like February was when I first started seeing him on my ski.
1: So it was just like a big spring where he sort of came out of yeah. nowhere, and, and and
3: there was a phase in like maybe like late June, mid July, where he was just like I'd scroll another video of Andrew Tate and scroll another video, scroll another video. Andrew Tate doesn't even have TikTok.
1: Born in the U.S but raised in Luton, Andrew Tate started his career as a kickboxer. In 2016, he was a guest on Big Brother, but was kicked off the show after less than a week after a video surfaced appearing to show him beating a woman with a belt. He claimed the actions were consensual. He's been knocking around for a while, but in the past year, he exploded in social media popularity, especially among schoolchildren. And was this happening across everyone's stones basically all at the same time?
3: Uh, it's happening across quite a lot of people. Like, I mean, some people use it like for fun, like they get like memes to the top of like a hashtag political, so some people use it for fun, some people like Andrew Tate use it to get views and therefore promote themselves.
1: It began really in early April. You can see on the trend searches, his name started to increase sharply. And the main platform it seemed to be happening on The platform all the school kids were using was TikTok.
4: It was just weird how suddenly so many people that I knew just started following this guy, reposting everything, had fan accounts. It it was just kind of, it felt for me very much from nothing. But I guess if you're in that internet rabbit hole, then it's normal. Hi, I'm Ella. I'm 15 and I'm going to school in Oxford.
1: When was the first time you heard the name Andrew Tate?
4: Probably on TikTok or Instagram or people talking at school. I don't know. But it was definitely when I first heard about Andrew Tate. Like a spiral. You know, you hear like something and then suddenly you just see it everywhere or him everywhere. (laughs) It was unavoidable.
1: (laughs) And... Could you just sort of summarise for us kind of who he is and what he stands for, as you understand it?
4: Um, Andrew Tate is a misogynist who hates all women and immigrants and kind of just preaches this whole macho man. The majority of people were like, oh, God, look at this guy. But there are definitely a few guys who are super into the gym and and were saying he's so motivational. He's So, I mean, it's ridiculous, but...
1: Were people that, you know, as it were, falling for it? Did people start to... Yeah,
3: definitely. Uh, Two of my friends I know for a fact. So they kind of have the same... They watch the same stuff as me, so the hashtag gets mixed up for them as well, so they see the same stuff. And I think, like, for me, I immediately found him... I just found him quite boring, but, like, they immediately kind of got hooked. And, like, past few months, they've been hooked. We... I've kind of learned to associate him with misogyny. He's very, his content can be very misogynistic towards women, like just very hateful and yeah.
1: And what does that look like when people you know start, when you say they were like fanboys, did they start treating Uh, women at school differently as well?
3: They were kind of like, they didn't act differently at school. They more, you could kind of tell they were more drifting towards Andrew Tate if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Is it sort of like a, is it like edgelord stuff? Like, are they doing it to get a rise out of people or? Would...
3: No, they genuinely think he's like, they genuinely wow. idolize him.
1: And what's that been like for, for you guys to see? Cause you said they were friends. With him. Sorry.
3: I mean, like he, don't, they don't really go on about it. So I don't really care. I mean, he comes up on my for you page as well, but I, I just don't like watch it. We likes the same edits and stuff, so we just talk about that, we don't really talk about him. Here's the thing about
1: this kind of influencer. There's always a hook and then a turn. Andrew Tate doesn't lead with the misogynist stuff, although he doesn't hide it either. His lead is hustle inspiration. Go to the gym, get fit, get rich, rise and grind. He has a wildly successful money-making scheme going based
3: on that. So he runs like an em- like a pyramid scheme called Hustlers University, and so one of the things is like like freelancing. So he pays like basically people get Hustlers University for like fifty pounds a month. They advertise Andrew Tate through these TikToks, and then they they people who they refer, so people who join through their account, they get fifty percent of whatever that person who they referred paid
0: tell people don't go university you haven't got that time to waste they say to me "Well, what do i do instead and this is the answer what you do instead is join my university program i'm going to teach you everything from start to finish everything i've ever learned about business i've run so many companies from making money as a professional fighter is running a company webcam girls is running a company
1: so literally pyramid scheme
0: yeah Yeah, literally
3: goes down and down pyramid scheme and he runs that and those people who post it use the same hashtags as the people who post the edits, so, like, same with the Christian fascist. They you all use the same stuff and it gets mixed up.
1: And so it's that easy to slot something into you guys' feeds just by using hashtags like...
3: Yeah, same hashtag, and they post, like, clips of him on a podcast like this, just speaking, and two minutes later, he's saying woman of property, mm. so it kind of very quickly can change. And I think to summarise him, I think it varies on like what side of him you watch. Because there is like a side where like he donates to charity or something. And then there's another side where he's saying women are my property. So there's two very different sides of the same person.
2: So, who really is this guy? My name is Tim Squirrel and I am the... Head of Communications and Editorial at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, which is a think tank working on extremism, hate and disinformation. Andrew Tate is a uh, American slash English former kickboxer who in recent years has established himself as a sort of red pill alpha male influencer and has, in the last few years, moved to Romania, where he claims that he is, at least in part, hiding from uh, the possibility of the police pursuing him um, for a variety of different issues, of which he has got himself into the UK and elsewhere. He has been investigated for a number of, of different crimes, misdemeanours, etc. What
1: is his content? Like, what format do they they come in? What, what sort of things are... We've been speaking to a lot of um, like school kids who have had this poured into their feeds what what sort of thing are they seeing
2: Andrew take content is a mix of different things so a lot of it is about self-improvement about masculinity about um you know getting rich getting cars getting money and women but then in addition to that there's a fairly poisonous I want to say undercurrent but it's actually just overtones of just misogyny so in addition to saying, it's important to be rich it's important to improve yourself he also says that you know women are worth less than men that they ought to have fewer rights I
0: don't know because I think the women belong to the man. I think the woman yeah.
2: to- he advocates for abuse he you know says a very large number of things that are not just unPC but but actively retrograde in terms of how he advocates treating women. So it's a mix of red pill culture and hustle culture. So it's kind of like a resurgence of early 2010s men's rights activist culture, which you would see on like Reddit, mixed with and filtered through the lens of 2020s Instagram hustle culture, you know, rise and grind, Sigma grind set stuff.
1: Red pill culture is a concept that comes from the movie The Matrix. The main character, Neo, is offered two pills. The blue one, representing a return to a life of blissful ignorance, or the red one, to wake up to the truth. To be pilled is now a verb meaning to wake up to an idea, while red pill has taken on a misogynist or right-wing meaning specifically.
2: What is sigma groin set? (laughs) Okay, Sigma Grindset, how do we unpack this? Its roots are really important because they're tied to the rise of alpha male culture, the idea that, the debunked idea that wolves hunt is uh, as sort of um, individual lone alpha wolves and that they have a a hierarchy and pecking order, which uh, has been fairly conclusively sort of undermined by subsequent scientific studies, but has nonetheless lodged itself like a, like a worm in the brains of of a large subset of men. And so the idea is that there is an alpha wolf and that there are beta wolves who are dominated by the alpha wolf. And then Below that, or aside that, the hierarchy and taxonomy has become ever expanded. So um, you have alphas, betas, and then incels often call themselves omegas. So the idea is that they're at the very bottom of the food chain. And in the last few years people came up with this idea of a sigma. And the idea is that it sits outside of the hierarchy, that they're kind of these elusive men who don't really care about society's norms, who are just, you know, doing their own thing. And the examples they often give are people like John Wick or Elon Musk as sigma males. And this is then combined with again, hustle culture, the idea that you've got to constantly be entrepreneurial, looking to make money out of things in order to talk about the, the Sigma grind set.
1: The thing about Andrew Tate is he's been banned from other platforms before. A year after his 2016 appearance on Big Brother amidst the Harvey Weinstein scandal, he tweeted, Women have been exchanging sex for opportunity for a very long time. Some did this, weren't abused. He continued... If you put yourself in a position to be raped, you must bear some responsibility. I'm not saying it's okay you get raped. In fact, he got banned a further two times from Twitter after supposedly setting up new accounts. So how, five years on from that, did he suddenly blow up again on the internet?
5: Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials. You'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns.
0: I didn't put a magic spell on the world. I'm not a magician. You're right. There's obviously a market for what I say. Every People talk about how I became the most viral person on the planet. I'll argue the point, not only did I become the most viral person on the planet, I did it while being heavily shadow banned. They've known about me for a while. They've been trying to shut me up for a while. I've been shadow banned forever. So I became the most viral person on the planet with all the algorithms working against me, unlike people like Logan who have all the algorithms working for them, against me. Because I'm resonating with people who are sitting there going, finally, this makes sense to me. This is how I feel inside. And this guy's finally talking about it. Everything else I consume is telling me to do things that just don't resonate with my truth. I'm only saying things that people agree with. So to chop my head off and try and delete me is asinine in and of itself because there are billions of people out there millions of people out there who feel the exact same way.
1: Andrew Tate there argues the algorithm is against him. But is it? TikTok may be one of the most opaque of the major platforms. But one thing is known, its algorithm is very, very effective.
2: Just watching one of something can result in you being served loads more of it. And so the consequence of that is that YouTube Shorts these days is full of red pill content, black pill content, Jordan Peterson stuff, all the sorts of things people used to complain about on standard YouTube back in 2017. But they're being served partly because... The moderation just isn't up to speed yet and nor is the the automated moderation, but also because their algorithms optimize so quickly and that kind of stuff is extremely engaging because it's controversial. And so that's where it becomes both platform specific and tape specific. So he's managed to capitalize on a really, really particular moment in time with where we are at in terms of platform dynamics. And that's why you suddenly start to see him everywhere.
1: Did something change in in TikTok's algorithm? And How much do we even know about TikTok's algorithm that that suddenly he was everywhere and then just as suddenly at the end of the summer he was nowhere again?
2: So there's a couple of things to unpack here. One is TikTok-specific and the other is Andrew Tate-specific. So TikTok is kind of the apotheosis of the... Optimize algorithm and what i mean by that is it is constantly optimizing for the things that it thinks you want to be watching and what that means is you can very very quickly end up with your feed in a particular place because you watched one thing or liked one thing and then tiktok says well there's loads of people engaging in content just like this who are a bit like you and have a history a bit like you therefore going to serve you more of that But it's not that different, really, from any other recommendation engine in that sense. What is different is how aggressively it optimises. And what's also different is the volume of people who are uploading similar kinds of content. So this is where it becomes kind of Tate-specific, which is that what he was doing wasn't just uploading his own work. It was through his multi-level marketing scheme called Hustlers University, encouraging mostly young men to upload copies of his work uh, in exchange for financial incentives um, and with the kind of promise of fame. And the consequence of that was the platform was just flooded with Tate content from a variety of different accounts, which meant that you basically couldn't move for Andrew Tate monologues, interviews, podcast appearances, etc. And in addition to that, he was encouraging them to post the most controversial stuff and to provoke arguments with the aim of provoking engagement. And so because most algorithms optimise for engagement these days, that means that the things that cause people to argue with each other get a lot of views, they get a lot of hits, they get a lot of comments, they get a lot of likes, they also get shared a lot by people who really hate them. And it's just fairly standard outrage bait. So an old tactic Combined with the extremely effective optimization of the TikTok
6: algorithm, to mean that he was suddenly everywhere. Yeah, I was just on TikTok and I just kept seeing it over and over again. So I was like, okay, I'll just see what people say on Google and stuff. So I've done a lot of like investigating into reviews and stuff, and it looked all right. It looked pretty good.
1: Let's talk about Hustlers University for a hot second.
6: Well,
1: I wonder, Ryan, if you could start by sort of introducing yourself.
6: So, yeah, I, my name's Ryan. Obviously, I just searched Hustlers University. The reviews were good. So I thought, not, ex- not expecting to be rich from it, but I'll just <laughs> give it a go, just see how it goes, really. I saw um, mainly Tate himself doing like promo videos on it and stuff, and just obviously over exaggerating how good it was or whatever. So I signed up, and the way it's marketed is you learn. Self-learned skills to get an income online. That's all it is basically. And he's got like, I think there's 18 methods in there to do it. So you've got like copywriting, you've got trade, trading, cryptocurrency, freelancing. There's all these different like methods of wealth generation online. And he's got like these professors in each category that teach you them. It does work. Like you can when you're in there, there's like a channel on the platform where you can see, I mean what people are earning and stuff and there are some like ridiculous ridiculous earnings in that there. some there's like a 15 year old kid in there that was earning like 20 30 grand a month just from this because he was making all these tape videos and cutting them and making them all go viral on tiktok it's crazy but it's quite cultish it's wait well, if you stop paying you stay in there but they do this thing where they put you in jail right with this stupid they they show you all the wins and nothing else so so it's trying to like make you see what you're missing out on to join back in sort of thing that's the negative side of it where it's like a cult it's like you can leave if you want but you'll suffer and all this they try and make you really feel like you're going to suffer sort of thing i'm probably one of the older ones in there if i'm honest like they're all like probably younger 15 16 17 years old
1: andrew tate gamed the system He profited from teenagers and young adults, who in turn then pushed his videos around the internet in what became a toxic feedback loop. Starting back in April, these videos began to get recycled to the point by that in June, they were popping up on every teenager's phones. And it wasn't just TikTok, Andrew Tate's content was across all the major platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. But the reason TikTok is a particular focus isn't just because it was seemingly the main platform through which the system was gamed, but because more than a quarter of TikTok's user base is thought to be school-aged children. And so naturally, Tate's message starts spreading to them rapidly.
3: I think that TikTok have, like, this kind of dark side where they just don't really care about, like, anything. They just kind of let the videos flow and flow, because currently they're making so much money and they're at such a big peak, they just don't care what gets posted as long as it makes money. Andrew Tate
1: was profiting from the videos in the university, while kids used this controversy as a way to get more views. And it's not just Andrew Tate that's making money. Lower-level influencers can earn skywards of $10,000 a month just by reposting his content. It is the height of summer and Andrew Tate's videos are getting hundreds of millions, billions even, of views.
2: So TikTok is the, I say the best in purely descriptive terms, is the best system thus far created for maintaining attention and extremely quickly turning data into action. The history of the internet so far is a history of increasingly efficient mechanisms of mining data and turning it into money. And there will always be these kind of leeches who attach onto it and suck as much blood out as they can until they eventually are, you know, torn off and thrown away.
1: And what about Tate himself? Do you think he believes the stuff he's saying or is this all part of kind of a money-making
2: thing? Uh, It doesn't really matter whether he believes what he's saying because as we've already talked about with, you know, kids looking up to Christian Bale and American Psycho, you can decontextualize pretty much anything and reconstitute it as an unironic role model for his part. Tate I think hasn't necessarily settled on a story and I don't think he has to you know he's said he's playing a character or he said those are old things that he doesn't stand by or he said actually no I do stand by you know he can make up as many stories as he wants and unless you are a dedicated Tate enjoyer or follower or someone who reads every single article about him you're not going to hear every single excuse or explanation he comes up with um, and it changes from day to day And so that means that, you know, you're never going to be inside his mind. You're never going to necessarily know whether he believes the stuff he says. What we do know is it's brought him an enormous amount of attention and wealth. And so consequently, he has, you know, a material interest in continuing to do that kind of stuff. I don't know i don't know whether he believes the stuff he says what i do know is there are multiple police investigations of his behavior towards women and that to me suggests that he's not just putting on an act and um, can you talk a bit about
1: those in more detail what what's he accused of
2: so i am not across the full details of every single one of those cases some of them involve trafficking some of them involve um abuse it's as far as I'm aware, at least some of them are ongoing investigations in Romania. And then I think some of them may have been in Britain. And part of the reason he moved to Romania was to try to avoid uh, some of the scrutiny of his actions. But basically it's to do with pretty horrendous behavior towards women. If he's practicing what he's preaching, then that's pretty bad. And to be honest, it becomes even worse when you know how young his audience is. Because if he's backing up his talk with action, then that's another way in which he can influence young boys to do some pretty vicious things.
1: And how does he turn reach into money? How does that system work? Uh,
2: It's a mix of things. So some of it will be ad revenue. Some of it will be affiliate marketing. And then a large chunk of it previously was the now defunct Hustlers University, which is basically an MLM, where you bring in people and then uh, get them to pay you money. And then they try to recruit other people.
1: Do we know exactly how much money we're talking about? Like how much Hustlers University made?
2: No. And I think that it's in his interest to obscure however much money he has, and in the same way that you see with um, other sorts of figures like him, like, say, Dan Bilzerian, or these sort of masculine men who post images of themselves smoking cigars with Bugatti's and hordes of women around them, the idea is to present yourself as impossibly rich and a figure of aspiration.
1: And all this then spikes in August. He's everywhere. The noise around him is getting too much and suddenly Meta, Google and especially TikTok realise they have to act. Andrew Tate has spoken out after being banned from Instagram and Facebook. Videos of the self-proclaimed misogynist have gone viral over the last few months with Meta saying his content violated their policies. Tate posted to say resist the slave mind. At this point though, when he finally gets banned Google searches for Andrew Tate's name more than Treble the ban is too late. He's already everywhere. It's fascinating for me to listen to Arthur and Emilio. The world they live in is in some ways so completely alien, but it's also incredibly familiar. Their information ecosystem is insane, but it's an evolution of what's gone before. I mean,
3: let me give you an example. This is literally kind of the entire Sigma community. All of this, everything that is, de- that is describing this. Can you read that out loud? Okay. Um, Me staring emotionless at my phone as my 4 page to filled with capybara, Sigma Patrick Bateman and its Quondale Dingle, breaking bad memes, prisoners making TikToks from their cell, random montages promoting Turkish nationalism.
1: Sigma male ideology, as Tim said earlier, is a more widespread idea than just Andrew Tate. It's the idea that separate from alpha males are so-called sigma males.
3: It's like a mindset, and the like, most extreme sigmas on TikTok try to turn it into like a religion. Like They yeah. will kind of hail Patrick Bateman, hail to him, and they will edit these sounds, to these songs. And like, so um, they're very like heavily edited, and it's more of a mindset. Like, mindset, go to the gym, get better. What Emilio
1: was talking about there is a re. It's an edited video clip with a musical overlay. He makes them himself. And you basically are cutting that in with films and that's... And then a yeah, meme text over the top. Yeah, that's the that's,
3: format. Oh no, not even a meme text. You literally just...
1: It's just an edit to the song. It's just
3: an edit to the song and then you say in the caption li- something like, literally me...
1: He uses memes of Patrick Bateman from the movie American Psycho.
3: But it's not about the film. Yeah, yeah, like really weird. I haven't actually watched the film.
1: It's it's honestly not very good. The character of Patrick Bateman is now a meme that's become disconnected from the original book and movie. That was happening when I was in school on message boards like 4chan. The difference is that the speed of transfer and the speed of change is an order of magnitude higher. What's the long-term impact on students, children, of being fed content at this rate? The answer is, we don't really know.
4: I mean, it's it's scary that it's become so, so normalised, definitely with the rise of violence against women. And, you know, it's just... I don't really know how to put it into words, but it it is just a little bit frightening. You know, it's always in the back of your mind. If you're walking back, you have to have your keys up, you know, things like that. But it makes you realize that people who do, who, you know, are, are scary are close and you don't, I don't, I think before I didn't really know who had this ideology that it was okay to hurt women, but. Now I know some people who are in my classes or, you know, I see at the gym or whatever. It's just scary.
1: And do you get the sense with him that it's like a a kind of a true ideology kind of cult thing or like kind of a money-making scheme that just happens to be using this ideology? What's your kind of vibe on that?
4: I mean, it's definitely like six or one half dozen of the other because he has to have some of this view. I mean, you probably know more than I do, but I think there was something about him kidnapping a woman or beating a woman in Romania or something. But also, he's, it's also definitely has to be played up in order for him to make money, right?
1: So what happens now?
2: My future predictions for this kind of stuff are unless the systems that underpin the entire model change, then you're likely to continue to see people like Tate pop up over and over again. And that system isn't
1: going to change. There's too much money at stake. We asked TikTok for a statement, but did not receive one. Andrew Tate, Meta and Google also did not give us a statement. TikTok's algorithm is the thing that makes it so successful. The new kid on the block getting billions upon billions of views. But that very path for success is also the thing that opens the door for people like Andrew Tate. TikTok treads a line of banning and light-touch moderation that goes ever so slightly harder with every iteration of one of those controversial Andrew Tate-style viral hits in the hope that each time they can appease but it's clearly not working.
2: So when it's not Tate, it'll be the next guy and he'll have a slightly different shtick. It'll be filtered through the lens of whatever is popular at that given moment. Uh, he might be younger. He might not be white. He might... i oh God, he might even be gay. Uh, you know, there are a whole bunch of different things that change about these people, but fundamentally they're all grifters who prey on the worst instincts and insecurities of young men and it is almost exclusively young men in this field but unless you change the underpinning systems which are to do with how platforms make profit and how individuals on those platforms make profit on that basis then that's going to continue in perpetuity and the cycle will only get faster and faster as the system finds increasingly efficient ways to extract profit from data and from users being on it.
4: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Slow Newscast. It was reported by Nikki Wolf, produced by Matt Russell with additional production help from Sean Collins. The sound designer was Tom Birchall and the editor was Jasper Corbett. But before you go, in case you haven't listened yet, I just wanted to direct you towards a brilliant new series made by our investigations editor, Alexi Mostris. It's called Hoaxed, and it is about one of the most serious conspiracy theories ever to hit the UK. It's addictive listening, but don't just take my word for it. Go listen to it yourself. The first three episodes are now out on all platforms, or if you become a member of Tortoise or an Apple Plus subscriber, you can get the first five episodes ad free.